Bernadette Joy, and I am super pumped to be back because in this season, we are going to talk about FIRE, financial independence, relax every day. And I'm going to share with you my personal tips on how AJ and I reached early retirement in our 30s. And I'm going to bring in some special guests who are going to drop some serious knowledge on how you can speed up your journey to financial freedom. Welcome to season four of my podcast, Crush Your Money Goals. When people hear that I paid off $300,000 of debt in three years and built my first million dollars of net worth in my 30s, here are just some of the reactions I get. I could never do that. It's too late for me. I'm in debt and have no savings. Becoming a millionaire is just a dream. (sighs) Well... As I delved into these conversations, a pattern emerged. It turns out most people assumed I was able to dramatically improve my finances because I'm smart, educated, and I was always good with money. And you know what? That's partially true. I do believe I'm smart and educated. My husband, AJ, and I have learned to be resourceful, vowing that we would not make the same mistakes our immigrant Filipino parents made with money when they moved to the U.S. But that doesn't mean we didn't make plenty of our own mistakes along the way. In fact, we've made some huge mistakes, like losing tens of thousands of dollars on a house, making bad investments that turned to zero, and incurring fees and penalties by pulling out of our 401ks, a huge no-no. But here's the secret, guys. You don't have to be perfect to be wealthy. You just have to keep trying. So in this season of the podcast, I'll share the lessons I learned from a lifetime of money fails and how I recovered to build the financial life of my dreams. Hopefully you can avoid some of these mistakes yourself, but even if you don't, rest assured your mess can still lead to millions. So here is the first mistake that I'm going to tell you all about today. We bought a home that turned out to be a complete money pit. AJ bought his first home in 2009 in upstate New York before we met. Both of us in our 20s thought we had done a great job buying a house so young. Being a homeowner means you're responsible, right? And owning a home is wiser than renting. That's what everyone told us, but not in our case. When we got married in 2011, we were excited to start our life together in a new city, and that meant selling AJ's home in upstate New York. But it turned out to be a huge financial burden. AJ hadn't considered that he might move only after a few years, because, you know, he met me. And then he bought his home with little money down. His mortgage payments during those first few years were entirely towards interest and private mortgage insurance or, you know, the lovely acronym PMI. He barely had any equity. And on top of that, his seemingly great investment went down in value during the recession in 2008. And so guess what? When we decided to move to New York City, we ended up having to pay $10,000 to sell the house, not including all the money we had lost on interest and PMI. Now, here's another mistake that we made, and maybe some of you understand this one. We invested in something that we didn't understand, and we lost it all. I was heavily into the startup scene in my city, and one day I met a CEO who was looking for seed money for his business. I went to two meetings with him and without any due diligence, handed this guy, I can't believe I'm saying this right now, I handed this guy a $5,000 check. In hindsight, if you asked me what the business was actually about, I wouldn't be able to tell you for sure. He just sounded super confident and he didn't make me feel like I should ask more questions. And I was afraid to, to think that he would think that I'm not smart. 
I totally fell for shiny object syndrome and was convinced I found the next Apple. Instead, the business went under within a few months and we never got our money back. We felt totally scammed. I still think about how I should have put that $5,000 into an IRA and how much it could have grown instead of just looking cool to my tech friends. Here's the mistake that I mentioned earlier. Mistake number three, we withdrew from our 401k with a penalty when we didn't have to. Y'all, I still cringe when I think about this. In our pursuit of keeping up with the Joneses, we took tens of thousands of dollars out of AJ's 401k to buy an investment property that again, in hindsight, we weren't financially or even emotionally mature enough to manage. Back then, we thought that our 401k was a black hole where money went, so we didn't care about pulling money out of it, even though it came with a tax bill and a 10% early withdrawal penalty. Now that I know and understand how retirement plans work, I wouldn't recommend doing that again for a discretionary purchase that I could have saved up for instead. And here's mistake number four. And this one, it still gets me sometimes because it was more of a self-worth issue than a net worth issue. I was a job hopper and I went down in salary instead of going up. However, I want you to know that changing jobs when done strategically can seriously increase your income, but I did it totally haphazardly. I hopped from job to job in my 20s, never having a job longer than three years and some as short as six months. I was always looking for the grass to be greener and moved around so much that I ended up having to take a pay cut because my job history was such a mess. At one point, my salary was 100K and a few years later, it was half that. The irony... My career was actually in HR and recruiting, and I knew better than to do this, but I did it anyway. This is what happens when you're not clear on your career and financial goals. You end up just wandering around. So why am I telling you all of these things that I totally messed up on? It's because I want you to know that just because you made mistakes with money, it doesn't mean that you still can't become a millionaire. And guess what? I am one now. In my opinion, learning how to manage money well is more like music than math. You have to practice an instrument for a while and move on, even when you make mistakes, if you eventually want to play a full song. The key is you have to keep moving on. I know now that I don't want to repeat the same mistakes that our parents made, and I also know not to make the same mistakes again. Instead, AJ and I turned each of these mistakes into lessons that helped us build our first million dollars over the last six years. So here are some of the lessons I want you to take away from the mistakes that I've made. Number one, we became savvy real estate buyers, and that meant that we put 20% down. In 2013, we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina from New York City after we did that terrible move from Albany, and lower home prices was the main reason that we decided to move. Less than a year after moving, we started looking for our first joint home, and we were pre-qualified for at least 200K and as much as 400K, but we didn't have $40,000 in cash for a 20% down payment. What we did was totally unorthodox to our friends and family. Instead of buying that larger, dreamier four-bedroom house, the banks that we could afford, we instead bought a smaller two-bedroom townhouse for half the price. Why? Well, because we could put a 20% down with a 10-year mortgage at that price point instead of little money down on a 30-year mortgage. Now, this house, I can't believe I'm saying this, back then was $101,000. I don't know that we would find that in Charlotte now. And it was definitely not our perfect forever home. Of course it wasn't. 
but it was good enough for what we needed at the time, and we could afford a 20% down payment of $20,000 that allowed us to focus on saving on other goals like my graduate school and retirement. And crucially, we knew we could still pay the mortgage even if one of us lost our jobs. With a memory of that first bad buy in upstate New York, we've since paid off three homes, each time accumulating more equity from the last home and currently live mortgage-free. By selling our last debt-free home, we were able to reinvest, I can't believe this, over $400,000 last year into other types of investments because we were able to receive the full equity after paying off the home and selling it. Now, this leads me into lesson number two, which is, as you guys know, I love paying down debt. And we focus on paying down student loans before investing, So since that bad startup investment, I vowed never again that I would invest my hard-earned money into something that I don't fully understand. So in order to remove the fear of losing money again, AJ and I decided to work on paying down my $72,000 of student loans first. Now, here's the thing. I get it. Many experts are going to tell you to not wait to pay off your debt before you invest. But for me, Focusing on paying down my student loans gave me the confidence that I would need to make riskier decisions later on, and the numbers worked out pretty well too. After I paid off my loans in full, I felt like I really had the mental clarity and the financial margin to learn new investment strategies. So instead of holding on to these student loans for many years, I now have that money to invest in traditional things like index funds and ETFs. And AJ has taken an interest in things like crypto and blockchain and even bought his first NFT last year. We still both love real estate and now we know to focus on things that we understand because we built such amazing discipline when we paid down our debt. Lesson number three is now we max out our retirement accounts every year and we do not pull out of them. We have since committed to FIRE, and for those of you who don't already know, that means financial independence, retire early, but I like to call it financial independence, relax every day. And because we realized that if we ever wanted to retire, let alone early, becoming millionaires is not a vanity thing. It has to be a necessity. When calculating how much we would need to retire at a modest lifestyle of $3,600 per month, which is basically our rent and utilities and food and a little bit of fun, we calculated we would need over a million dollars in investments to retire. That's when we started to look at the purpose of our tax advantage retirement accounts to fund our FIRE goal. Now, this is the third year we're on track to max out our retirement plans, including a 401k and our individual retirement accounts. And that is totaling up to $53,000 in total that we're putting towards retirement each year. Whereas in the past, we at best put up to AJ's company match with no contributions from the IRA because we didn't really understand it and now we do. Now, what I want to tell you after listening to this episode, and you're going to hear so much more in this season, is that overcoming major money mistakes grew my self-worth to match my net worth, and that is what I want to teach you. When I got my highest paying corporate job, I realized quickly that I couldn't see myself in the role long term. Now, no knock to y'all that have a corporate day job. I think whatever floats your boat and whatever you can get you know, your income from, there ain't no shame in that. But after short, a short nine months, I hired my replacement within the company and I left and I eventually started my own business, this education company that brings you this podcast, Crush Your Money Goals. 
that is looking to help to close the wealth gap for women and communities of color by training amazing people like you to crush your money goals and grow your worth. In the past, I assumed that if I liked my job, I would have to take a pay cut and I was afraid to negotiate. Overcoming these major money mistakes gave me confidence to at least try. Several years later, the employee that I hired in my place is still in that role. And I think that's so amazing. She was made to be in that role and she is way better at it than I was. And now I'm making twice as much as I ever did as a salaried employee and I get to do work that I really love. Imagine that. I've often been told that what makes me a great teacher is because I I know that my students aren't perfect and I don't ask them to be. And so they feel really comfortable and being imperfect and knowing that they can still crush their money goals. And I really want you to feel that way too after listening to this podcast. The bottom line is this. Six years ago, when I was staring down $300,000 of debt with no clear plan, I definitely did not predict that I'd be where I am financially today. But beating yourself up for past financial failures isn't going to fuel your future. So here are four key takeaways that I hope you get so that you can believe in your next million dollar goals. Number one, don't let a bad buy scare you from buying again, whether it's a home, an investment, or even an everyday purchase. I want you to take that experience that went wrong last time and try again because you are so much smarter than you were before. Number two, I would love if you consider if paying off debt will help you become more confident in investing and being able to take more risk. Number three, don't be like me. Please do your proper due diligence on any kind of investment you make. Spend the extra time and energy to feel like you're an expert at it enough to explain your investment to a friend. If you can't do that, you're not ready to invest just yet, but I promise one day you will. And number four, Start planning for fire, financial independence, and relaxing every day. And here's the thing. Even if those numbers feel big or retirement feels really far away, knowing your fire numbers can help motivate you to become a long-term investor. If you've made big blunders before, it is never too late to recover from them. And the beauty about money is that even when you lose it, there is plenty more to be made. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to leave me a review and let me know what you learned. And for daily money tips, follow me on Instagram at Bernadette Joy. But if you're ready to plan your escape to financial independence with me as your personal finance millionaire coach, head to my website at crushyourmoneygoals.com. See you next time.